0: The strategies and concepts discussed are for educational purposes only and do not represent specific investment tax or state planning advice. Investing carries an inherent element of risk and is possible to lose principal and interest when investing in securities. No strategy can guarantee a profit or prevent a loss. The views expressed represent the personal opinions of the presenter or featured guests, not necessarily those of USA Financial or its affiliated subsidiaries. Any opinions or forecasting statements... Are subject to change at any time and without notice. John Cindia is an investment advisor representative of, and advisory services are offered through USA Financial Securities Corporation, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Life Stages Advisory is not affiliated with USA Financial Securities. Life Stages Advisory, Dean or Remington, or any guest we have, are not affiliated with USA Financial Securities. Welcome to episode 85 of WTF, Wealth, Tax, and Finances. I'm your host, John Cyndia, Certified Public Accountant and Personal Financial Specialist. I am blessed to have
1: today... Yeah, you are. Yes, Remington. Yeah.
0: Hello. Hey, Dean. Hey,
1: everyone. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yay.
0: Today, we're talking about compounding interest and drip plans. We've spoken about drip plans before a little bit.
1: I think yeah, Dean's excited. Dean's
0: excited. He's been talking about wanting to maybe we talk just, about wanting to talk about we compounding interest. And the episode interest. here. Let's call yeah. it a day. Yeah. Dean's happy. <laughs> See you next week. No. <laughs> anyway, yes. before we get started, compounding interest. Remember, subscribe. Amazon is now one of our um platforms. Platforms that we deal with. Uh along with Apple we Spotify. Yes, we, we deal, deal with Jeff and Bezos. I Heart Radio. He's actually in the room over there. Oh, okay, <laughs> so yeah. hey
1: Jeff, uh, you know, bump the uh, sponsorship. <laughs> bump, bump, bump the numbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna need another million for that yeah. one. <laughs> Couple just for next Saturday's. John, okay. where can they email you at if they want to know more about
0: compounding yes, interest? Yes, Jaycindia at lifestagesadvisory.com. Do that too. Okay. First of all, compounding interest. What is it, and why do
1: I want to know? Why do I want to tell you? Dean, you want to know about compounding interest? I do. So I was looking at, um, you know, this is this actually stemmed from a conversation that we had in a previous episode. Um, Basically, I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but it made me think about my 401k. -hmm. So I went online. Looked at my 401k account and I looked at the money that I had made. And then I looked at like the the platform that I use for my four hundred one k I was looking at like a calculator of like how much money I would have mm-hmm. you know if I kept investing you know five percent of this income with a five percent growth mm-hmm. you know every year annually and it was some ridiculous number like two million dollars or something and what I boiled it down to was okay at five percent every year put it on a spreadsheet it was like I only invest x. Mm-hmm. But I have two million, mm-hmm. so I was kind of like, "All right, I get the gist of compound interest, but I think maybe we need to stretch the importance of it." And mm-hmm. I kind of didn't understand all of it. I just understood that, like, "All right, I put this in, and then this money's making me money," and that right, blah, blah, blah. right. So, so, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, what the compounding
0: interest? Uh, what it looks at in You have to be consistent, not only with the investing, but leaving the money where it is. So right now, you know, you're not getting much on CDs, you know, five basis points. 30 years ago, I mean, you could have a savings account, uh, fixed annuities and stuff that were paying five, 6%. And some people ended up getting, um, you know, annuities for seven, 10 years, they made some big money. And then the rates went down so they were looking like geniuses earning five six seven percent when everybody else was getting a quarter of a percent and they were locked in and the insurance companies um, you know were trying to buy you out of contracts and everything because you know it was bleeding them but what you need to do is uh, you put say you put a thousand dollars in and if you're earning whether it's going to be uh, by interest or you um, if you had five percent, you know, the next year you're going to have a thousand fifty. Then what happens is, um, if it stays at five percent, you're not only going to make that uh, fifty dollars again on that thousand, but you're going to make two dollars and fifty cents on your fifty. So that's where this compounding goes. And then a dollar twenty-five on that. And then what you're doing? So you've got your thousand initially that's there. Then your interest earns interest, and then the interest from the interest earns the interest. And everything plus your base. So everything when they say compounding, um, and that's a, a difference of compounding versus simple. Simple interest would turn around and say, um, and and there are contracts that say, okay, we're going to pay you simple interest. That would be on that thousand dollars for that five percent. It would be fifty. And say it was ten years, you'd get fifty dollars. You'd get fifty dollars. You'd get fifty dollars. So that's all you're getting. It's simple interest. If you get compound interest, is what you want to look for. Is then that first year you make fifty on the thousand? The next year you're making fifty on the thousand plus fifty on the fifty, so you've gotten now fifty two fifty. The next year you're making a thousand on that plus the thousand two
1: fifty, thousand one hundred two fifty. So and this is just that. you know because you mentioned the you're still going to be investing. You're just talking about the your initial, initial. thousand, right, right? Right. So if you're putting in a hundred dollars a month or
0: whatever and you you're doing another 1200 for that year you know you've got several layers of this so each 100 dollar grouping like on dollar cost averaging which we talked about before you're consistently putting in a 100 or 500 or 1000 or whatever you're doing say on a monthly basis you've got your initial 1000 then you've got another 100 then you got the other 100 so you've got all these different layers and they're all earning this compounding effect now the the problem with Um, most people is they don't want to hang on to that. They either find something else they want to buy or they want to do something. And in order to keep that compounding effect going and getting those huge increases 10, 15, 20 years down the road, you got to keep that in there and you can't interrupt that. But a lot of people will turn around and save. They'll do that and say, I want to buy a car for cash, then they deplete all that and then they stop it. And guess what? You got to start all over. So where you started with a thousand and maybe you have 10,000 in there, they took the 10,000 out. Now you want to start it again? Well, geez, what have you just lost? You got to do the little chips again to get to that 10,000. So yeah, Yeah. you started up here. I've drained the, I've drained my uh, pot basically from that and I got to start all over. And that's what a lot of people do. They'll start. And then they turn around, pay cash and they start all over. You need to have that thing continuous so that it as it goes up, you're adding, you're adding, you're adding, and then, you know, the years
1: down from that, eventually that's what you're, you're making, you're just you know, making a gazillion dollars. Yeah, you're making thousand, two thousand dollars a year just straight up in interest.
0: Exactly. So, um, how is that best to do that? Well, in this environment, you know, you've got. Uh, I like to look at dividend stocks, and dividend stocks have what they call drip plans. And we talked about that before, dividend reinvestment plans. And it works a similar you know situation. If you've got $1,000 worth of stock and it's paying 5%, it's a 5%. It's an annualized quarterly dividend that they'll usually pay. And if you reinvest that, now you're doing what? You've got that quarterly dividend reinvesting. So you're doing dollar cost averaging with that stock, but it's on a quarterly basis. So I'm buying more stock. If the stock's up, down, whatever, I'm buying it here. If it's up again, I'm buying it here. I buy a little bit more if it's down. So I get more pieces of stock, okay? Because you can buy fractions of the stock now. Um, And it would be the same if you did it with ETFs or mutual funds or whatever. You're constantly doing the reinvestment. So the reinvestment goes in, and then now everything else is compounding. So it's not just interest, but you can do that with the dividends, you can do that with the capital gains that are paid out of the mutual funds, and um, anything else you have. So the main thing is, is if you can start and get into the habit of a savings account, and whether it's, you know, as conservative as just a savings account, which really you're, you're behind, if you look at it you're getting five basis points on it and inflation's even 1%, you've lost 95, you know, 0.95% of your... You're getting basically nothing. You're getting nothing, but you're losing purchasing power while you're doing it. So you've got to be able to keep up or a- ahead of that 1% inflation. So that's why I try to look at dividend stocks that are paying a minimum, a minimum of 3.5%. And if you look and you do some stock screeners and you can go to... Different finance uh, websites and that you do a screen for like three and a half to five or six percent. You can get you can get some stocks that are paying twenty five percent, fifteen percent dividends. I don't know how much you know or how long they're going to be able to last paying that. They've got to be extremely well uh, have an extremely high profitability rate and be run very well and have a lot of free cash flow. So. I'd sort of stay away from those for the most part. I don't know how stable they would be. Um, there again, if anything else, you may want to put a little bit of money into it, but not a whole lot. Um, but you know, if you're looking at major industrials or finance companies and and some things like that that are paying, you know, they're worth hundreds of billions of dollars, then you know, chances of something happening cratering that is is pretty slim. So if they're paying out three and a half, four, four and a half, five percent. excuse me, then, you know, you've got a pretty stable company there. Um, That's what I would end up, you know, looking for from that standpoint. And uh, a statistic that I looked at here not too long ago was the fact that if you look at gross stocks versus dividend stocks over the last 20, 30-year period, um, if you've done a dividend reinvestment plan versus a gross stock, something like 70 to 75 percent of the value of those dividend stocks were based on dividends okay the value of that now so you know if you're looking at something there you've got to wait on that gross stock if it's not paying a dividend it's got to go from 10 to 100 i can also look at a dividend stock that might be at, at 10 goes to 50 but it's being paying me dividend stock or a dividends for the reinvestment i may end up it may end up being worth more than that other growth stock. And the growth stock, I'm waiting for it to grow. And if it doesn't, you know, it went down. I didn't make anything. I lost money, you know, after I sold it. Um, So you have to look at saying, you know, if I'm ready to have some type of decent growth, at least get paid for something for hanging on. You know, whenever you're looking at this, and, you know, we talked in the previous episode about NFTs and cryptos and stuff. Yeah, you know, it's a big flyer. It's like penny stocks. Um, you know, that Remington talked about, it's all the same, you know, it's a speculative play. Um, And there again, you don't want to put all your money into that stuff. It's, you know, slow and steady wins the race. It's all the hair, you know, the tortoise and the hair thing and all this other stuff. But um, you've got to have a foundation somewhere and that's what you want to do and, and build that up with a consistent savings, consistent 401k, consistent, Uh, DRIP plans on these stocks or whatever and that doesn't mean that you can't get some gross stocks You know, we've got a lot of clients that are getting close to retirement or are in retirement and if they've been used to the market We've transitioned them to a lot of of dividend paying stocks. We might have a few gross stocks in here just you know to um, That look, you know, we've analyzed that Uh, They're into uh, an existing uh, uh, An existing marketplace But they've got unique capabilities of that and as they're breaking into it you know they they should be having some uh you know pretty decent growth you know in the years to come and everything so might be ahead of the curve a little bit on some of those things but it's not a situation that uh you know we're looking at something that's just you know crazy space age stuff you know it's dog food companies and you know discount stores mm. and different things like that. It's just the way that they market and have their merchandising set up that it's like, yeah, that, that could be a sustainable growth model, you know, for a while. So, we, you know, might put some stock into that. But when we're looking at it from a standpoint of uh, deriving income for the retirees and that, we're looking for something that's going to either be able to spin off interest or dividends on a consistent basis. And whether it's, you know, monthly or quarterly or, you know, whatever, uh, some real estate trust, we might have some of those in there too. And, um, you know, when you look at REITs, real estate in- investment trusts, um, you've got um, different things that you can look at from there that um, they're, again, 45 to 5 6% consistent, you know, that they're, um, that they're paying out. And uh, whether you need the income or you can go ahead and reinvest similar to, you know, the stocks and everything that have already gone to market, uh, they were private and then, you know, they uh, ended up having a market event and then went public. So those are the types of things that, you know, we're looking at from that standpoint.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the, um, I think that the big thing that, you know, I have to, you know, or even remind myself about compounding interest is the, you know, if if that's something you're looking at, can't touch that money. Mm -hmm. Just can't, you can't touch it Mm -hmm. because I can see, you know, I'm, events where someone might have $50,000, you know, in an account and that's something that's been building good compounding interest and like, wow, well, we could do, we could use this on a down payment mm-hmm. for a house, you know what I mean? Or, or something like that. And you're, are you draining it? Maybe not, but <laughs> you're, you're dropping it from that 50 grand to maybe 20 grand, mm-hmm. 15 grand, 10 grand, whatever you use. So I think, you know, it's important that, you know, you kind of just leave that money alone, let it do its thing. Yeah and that's why I've talked about cash value policies and uh,
0: life insurance you know permanent policies and uh, especially with uh, the new administration coming in wanting to hit high net worth um, and high income individuals with higher tax brackets tax 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 that's all we're hearing and uh, some of those people are not able to do Roth um, investments or if they do uh, they've got to have it through a 401k plan well if you do what I was talking about before, and having a cash value policy, that you know, be feel free to you know email us and stuff. We can help you uh, obtain that and, and and get involved with uh, uh, more detail as as to how that would benefit you. Um, you're looking at a constant. Uh, there again, you're putting money into it. It's got a constant four, five, six, seven percent return, depending if you're using an index or a whole life type policy but the whole idea is that by the time uh, they start to really generate income and net worth is right around the, somewhere between 8 and 10 years and then if you keep it longer than that which hopefully fifteen, twenty 15 20 years and then you start to retire we can pull loans off of that and never pay taxes and you know these are uh, products that uh, billionaires use so you know most people think that they want to have a, a life insurance policy for death benefit and they go to a term policy and 98.9% of term policies uh, are never paid out. That's because they either lapse, um, somebody forgets to make a premium and they're terminated. Uh, there's all kinds of things or they turn around and roll them into a you know permanent policy. But there's only about one, one and a half percent of those. So it's a big cash cow for the insurance companies. Because um, they have factored in all of the um, statistics and everything with the uh, mortality rates. And they'll find out that, you know, somebody buys a 20-year a, a term policy. They know, based on whatever age they are, that they're going to make it past that. So now, all of a sudden, they just wasted all their money and they didn't pay it out. So, you know, that's where they're getting tons of their money from. And all the, that's why there's billions of dollars worth of ads every year. With uh, Gerber and all these other, you know, life insurance policies that these people from 65 to 85 can make, and they say, "Oh, well, how much is that?" You can afford a hundred dollars. Well, a hundred dollars a month for 1,200 bucks, and you're 65 years old into a group that they've uh, put all this stuff in. The actuarial values are coming out, but you don't realize that you're only going to get about a three to five thousand dollar payout. So, within two or three years, you most paid all of that up already and it's just in a, a simple term policy well they've already got all your premium they don't care if you die or not after that so um they got just what a, they they got what they're giving you yeah it's just a law of large numbers and once they do it i mean it's just a big you know uh, cash cow for them so you know they're making it from that standpoint but um when you start looking at uh the differences in um you know how all of these Uh, funds are done and and you're dealing with these uh, large amounts of uh, cash that you're putting into these policies and you start looking at it from a tax perspective, uh, it starts to make a whole lot more sense. And they're tax deferred, okay? And if they're run properly, you know, they're tax advantaged, (coughs) excuse me, tax advantage meaning you'll never pay any taxes if you use them properly because either you get a paid to death benefit, which is non taxable or you take out a loan and you get that money to utilize, non-taxable, and then you keep the policy stays intact, and then there's eventually a death benefit payout minus the loans, whenever you do pass. So, uh, it, it's a pretty neat, um, it's a pretty neat situation that's still in there, and it's hopefully stays untouchable by the uh, whoever's in the government at the time because it's it's been there for so long. I think it's still going to maintain and establish itself is one of the better ways going forward to save and, and actually make wealth. And um, there, again, it's, you know, you're talking guarantee stuff here. So uh, because of the insurance companies and everything else. So, yeah, they can give you something because they're still making money. I mean, it's just like the casinos. You might be able to, you know, you might be able to hit a jackpot hit once a jackpot once, a once <laughs> in a while, exactly. But for the most part, the house, you know, because the they took $1,500 yeah, the $1, from Rem this evening. Yeah. Dang it. Exactly. Yeah, because he's got a 25-year um, term policy, we know he's going to live to 172. Oh, yeah, we we'll so be immortal. we're just going to suck all that money out of him, and we know that it's just play money because we'll never pay it out, right?
1: right. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Are you an alien? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I just haven't told you guys yet. <laughs> Lizard people. <but> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I was no, this is, uh, no, this is good information. Um, you know, it was just, just some basic things that I wanted to know, mm-hmm. um, about the compounding interest. So, yeah. So useful. I, I think there's just, you know, the main thing is to get a, um,
0: some type of a savings plan established, make it a habit, make it automatic, have it come straight out of your checking account and just, you know, you don't have to look at it. Everybody wants to look at it twenty four seven because of the markets and everything else. What's it doing today? What? Don't worry about it. You know, just keep putting the money in there. The best thing to do is forget about it. and Look at it two or three years from now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You look, you, at it,
1: look at it like once a quarter or yeah. something. You know, nothing.
0: Yeah, because you know, like I said, this this is a core that you want to have that you know is going to be there. Building wealth is a situation that it's a long term. You know, it's a long term perspective. So um, it's a marathon, not a sprint. When have you ever heard that before? Well, Never? I thought I've seen it I at don't least know. Once. I, think, <laughs>
1: I think in the last episode, you were telling me I need to get in on the yeah. scam coins. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's uh-huh. it. That makes it a sprint. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Not. I don't think we did that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to him. Listen to the episode. You'll hear that it
1: was not a (laughs) suggestion to do. Uh, Any other questions?
0: Anything else?
1: I just kind of let Dean have this one. I've just been sitting back just watching. Chilling sponge. Yeah, just absorbing everything. I I, I got nothing. No, I'm good. That's all all I wanted to know.
0: Sounds good. Uh, Until next time, uh, listen to us. uh, Subscribe. Uh, There again, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And questions? Cindy at lifestagesadvisor.com. Starting to nail that, huh, guys? Yeah, you're getting okay. pretty good. <laughs> doing pretty good. Well, it's only eighty five episodes to get into the, <laughs> but now we got it. Yeah, <laughs> yo, yeah. wow. I'm, I'm even cheering for myself. It's about time.
1: You're doing good, John. Okay.
0: <laughs> Yay! Bye.